Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Welcome back to the Live Lucky Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, I've had a lot of fun putting together this four death series, and today we're going to dive into the third part of the four deaths. You know, in the very first episode here in episode 50, we talked about the death of mental. In the last episode, episode 51, we talked about the death of emotional. And so you can just imagine what's coming next, and that is going to be the death of physical. Now, I need to have a disclaimer here, even before we get started into anything else. Death to the physical is not suicide. I just want you guys to know that. I don't, I, I, I just don't want to leave anything unsaid here. Uh, too important. You are too important. You are loved, and you are so lovable and so valuable. Um, I'm not talking about suicide. So when I talk about the four deaths and the third one being death to the physical, just making sure we're on the same page here. We're talking about death to things that control your life, okay? Uh, Because people really don't like this one, but it is a necessary um, lens to look through if you really want to fully step into that best version of yourself. Now, before we jump in, just like in the other two, I want to throw out that um, that gift to you guys, that $10 off a month for the Live Lucky Therapy subscription. If that is something that you've been thinking about, why not just jump on in today? Use the discount code NEWME23. Again, all caps, NEWME23. Um, and let's get you going in it. All right? Let's start off 2023 with a clear vision of where you're going. Um, All right, so thank you for listening to commercial, and thank you for those who have jumped in. Um, I think you're going to walk away just being more of who you want to be. Okay, so when we're talking about death to physical, if we're not talking about suicide, then what the heck are we talking about? Well, like I said, we're talking about death to things that control your life, control you, okay? So the death of physical is overcoming the physical urges or warning signs of the body. I'm going to say that again. Death of the physical is overcoming the physical urges or the warning signs of the body. So essentially what we're talking about here is overcoming the fight, flight, or freeze response in the nervous system. Now, this allows you to be courageous, yet not reckless. Okay, And so for those of you who have lived plenty of your life being driven by that, uh, the amygdala or the emotional part of the limbic system in the brain or that animalistic part of the midbrain where we often talk about, it's that fight, flight, or freeze response of your nervous system. If you have been living a decent portion of your life there, then you know how uncontrolled 
how helpless that can feel to be so not in control of your body, your emotions, and even your actions. And so when we're talking about overcoming the physical urges or warning signs of your nervous system, um, we need to go into a couple different things. The first one is food, right? Our body needs nourishment, okay? But sometimes we use, um, or sometimes food can actually be something that controls us, okay? Because of the physical urges that we're having in our body. You know, it's basically a fear response that I'm going to starve. I'm go- I'm not going to survive, right? And so our body tells us when we are hungry, like, hey, you're getting low on food. You know, we need to make sure the tank is full. But for most of us in the Western society in the United States, um, most of us, our, our warning signal is a little defected, okay? So often, uh, we may just eat just because we want to, because we're bored, or what, whatever it might be. But I'm going so far as to say uh, it's important to even overcome uh, that urge that I'm going to starve to death. And I, I think that there's a lot of research and a lot of people who have found benefits in fasting. And so I'm not talking about not feeding your body, not listening to your body. Um, we want to create a healthy relationship with our body and with food, okay? And so some people could take this message and if they've had issues with food in the past or with maybe... Um, eating disorders, okay? This message may not be for you, okay? But for those of you who are being controlled by your body in terms of the overeating or if you um, have never felt hungry (laughs) for the past while, that's not really a helpful thing, okay? We want to get to the point of feeling hungry, but we also don't want to be controlled by hunger. (coughs) Excuse me. And so this is overcoming some of those different warning signs of our body. Now, it is helpful, especially, like I said, for those of you who have dealt with eating disorders and things like that, this is not going to be maybe a helpful message for you, okay? But to be able to not be controlled by our bodies... We also want to know we're not going to starve to death if we miss a meal, okay? Mentally, we all know that, right? I can skip breakfast or lunch, and I'll be okay, right? But in the moment, sometimes that fear response drives us to to overeating, okay? So anyway, death to the physical, the first thing is using fasting to really create a different relationship with food and working on that relationship with your body but not being controlled by your body. So the second one here has to do with sleep. 
okay? <clears throat> Recognizing, again, same as food, we have this physical urge, our body, to go to sleep at a certain time every day, and it's like, and if I don't get that amount of sleep, I'm going to be grouchy and I'm going to be miserable the next day, you know? Um, and what I'm saying is, you don't have to be, okay? You get to create your emotional experience. You do not have to be controlled by, again, and again, I'm not talking about the extremes. For those who are dealing with sleep, sleep apnea or whatever, I mean, I know this might be a very controversial podcast now that I'm kind of thinking things through as I'm saying it. Um, so please recognize I'm not trying to use this as a black and white type of thing, okay? So what I am talking about is overcoming your body's survival fear, okay? And recognizing that you can function, you can have enough energy. Um, I mean, my goodness, my sister, she just had a baby here three weeks ago. And, uh, you know, she has had to basically have so many sleepless nights because she's getting up and nursing and things like that. And so we have more in us than sometimes we give ourselves credit. Now, I, it is really important. I'm not suggesting to, to – I don't suggest doing this ongoing, right, like pushing past sleep or, you know, fasting for, you know, a week. Or, I mean, I'm not talking about the extremes here. Please recognize, guys, we're talking about the gray in between the black and the white. Um, we're just, we don't want to be driven by the fear that if I don't get a good night's sleep, that I'm going to be a wreck the next day. Okay. I know I felt that, that fear that oh, if I don't get my tight eight hours of sleep, I'm going to be miserable the next day. And the truth is, you know, I don't have to be miserable the next day. You know, if I miss a meal, I'm not going to starve, okay? So again, these are not long-term strategies. I just want to take the power away from the fear response, okay? So the next one we're talking about is actually the, just the stress response in general, right? Being able to calm the amygdala that in the limbic system, that uh, the emotion station in your brain, you know, that is so crucial to really stepping into the best version of yourself. Overcoming the psychological fear response, which is different than an actual threat. Okay, we have so many psychological fears. You know, it could be that I'm afraid that there might be a spider in this room, and there might not even be a spider. And I've created the fear even around the spider, too. So, I mean, all these things, they're, they're mental constructs that are played out then in our physical bodies due to this stress response. Um, but so much of our psychological fears are actually not backed up by an actual threat. So if you find that your fear response is driving you, this message is for you guys, okay? We really want um, to, to work on not allowing the stress response, that the amygdala, to overcome me and control me, but I control my amygdala.
and my stress response, okay? When we were talking about in episode 50, you know, discussing the death of the mental, <clears throat> we were talking about overcoming the fear of pain, right? And so, for example, some people will actually go swim in freezing cold water to help them overcome the stress response. You know, other people, it's sitting in a sauna, you know, or it might be just um, addressing, if you do have a fear of spiders, actually just approaching a spider. But it's giving yourself that opportunity to trust that you will be safe. You can keep yourself safe in that moment. That's what the the fear response is for, is for safety, okay? But what we, we tend to, as human beings, take it a little too far, and then we allow it to drive us, to control us. So um, now no one's going to want to hear this next piece, but I'm going to say it anyway because that's, uh, that's who I am. <laughs> So when I talk about overcoming the physical and kind of the death to the physical, we're talking about whatever you can't live. Let me say this in a different way. I want you to recognize need versus want. Okay? When we are living in a state of needs, like I need to eat you know, this many calories and, and this, this many times a day when we can probably live on less, okay? Not again, I'm not talking long-term, I'm talking short-term. You know, I need eight hours of sleep tonight when the truth is you'll be okay tomorrow and you can manage your emotions to where you'll be okay. And the third thing, you know, when it comes to needing to be driven by these fears, you have the opportunity to work through these things. Now, there's a need versus want, even in terms of the physical response, and I'm going to bring it up, sex, right? Or those physical urges in that way. If our physical urges and warning signs are driving us, we're not in control. We're not in control of our body. And so we tend to maybe put things in the need category versus the want category. And, uh, when we're looking and living through life in that need, I need, 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 um, it's not going to be helpful. We'll just put it that way. So we do want to recognize overcoming the physical urges, the warning signs of the amygdala, um, that is different than not listening to your body, Okay. Because we're recognizing, okay, I'm feeling hungry, I'm feeling sleepy, I am feeling fear, and that's an emotion. But we can also use our brains to help us also recognize and put everything into perspective, okay? But doing things very deliberately so you're not driven by fear. <clears throat> so I know how controversial this episode is going to be for so many of you, um, and that's okay. I'm all right with that, you know? Maybe there's something you did need to hear today. But before we go into the closing, how does death to the physical help you to lead Lucky? Was well, a leader, you don't have to be driven by the body and what it feels, right? If you are driven by the fear and the stress and the emotion takes over 
and you can't even concentrate or focus or think straight. You can't stand up for yourself. You can't be assertive, like all those things. As the leader, you need your thinking brain intact, right? I mean, because everyone is looking to you for that path forward. So really taking this seriously to make sure that you're not allowing these physical warning signs that are coming from the body, but they're not actually alerting an, a real safety concern. It might be something to look into. So what is one thing you guys want to take away from today's episode? Like I said, I know this is going to be a hard one, and you may totally disagree with me on all of this stuff, and that's okay. That's good. Um... But for those of you who do want to take away something today, what's that going to be? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do differently? Now remember, guys, living lucky is not living alone. If this is really hit you and it's like, but I don't even know where to go with this, reach out for help, right? Share this with somebody. Maybe they've worked through this already. Maybe you've got a friend that is, is, could help you work through things here too. But if we're not talking about these things with the most important people in our lives, we're not growing. We're not creating those deep relationships that we all desire and and is helpful for us. So thank you guys for tuning in today, sticking with me to the end here. Um, And even if this was a really tough one today, thanks so much for, for sticking with it and just listening to what I had to say. Hopefully there was something today that you could take away. Um, and you can do something about it. All right, guys, have a great rest of your day. I appreciate you, and I just look forward to discussing Living Lucky and our fourth and final death episode next time. Have a great day, guys. 